1: Winston Preparatory School is a leading school network for students with learning disabilities. Learn more about Winston Prep and register for an open house at www.winstonprep.edu.
0: We are chatting with And welcome back to the show, Congressman Jim Himes, representing our 4th Congressional District, which is Fairfield County. Most of it, I think maybe a tiny portion, is in Fairfield County. uh, And most of our WICC listening area on this July 7th, a Friday that is very, very much summer, summer, summer. Hello, Congressman Himes. Hi.
2: Hello, Lisa. Thanks for having me back.
0: It's a pleasure. I haven't spoken with you in a while. How are you? How's your family?
2: Good. Everything is good. I've uh, we had a little family vacation, so uh, a lot of family time. Uh, yeah, a lot of water under the bridge since we last spoke. You know, a little thing for you abroad and <laughs> in the Supreme Court and right here at home. So it's nice to be back with you.
0: It is wonderful to be back with you. I actually want to talk about. I want to start a little bit about planes and the FAA and air travel routes, and ask you if you have been paying attention to. Uh, the increased air travel over the 4th Congressional District. And I can raise my hand and speak to that. My own home is at the juncture of Westport, Wilton, Norwalk, and Weston. Quite literally within, my street is in Westport and Wilton. Across the street from me is Norwalk. And around the corner is Weston. So very much in a a place over four different towns you represent. And... um, I believe that the increased traffic is coming from Tweed. It it could be from Westchester, but I don't think so. It's noisy. It's intrusive. It's every night now. It's around between, let's say, dinner hour and somewhere close to 9.30 p.m. and also around 9 a.m. in the morning. And it's only going to get more so as this extra runway is added and the existing runway lengths are increased. I know that a lot of people, not just me, have been starting to complain about noise and interruption, not merely people who live in East Haven for whom they've been enormously affected, but just general surroundings. And I was wondering if this was something that you cared about and you felt was something that you could intervene on behalf of us in the 4th.
2: Yeah, no, great question. And of course it's something I care about. Um, I care about whatever disturbs or concerns my, my my constituents. And this is this is actually a pretty big deal um because it's not just tweed. It's obviously white planes, white planes approach. Um and it's hard to know. I you know, unless I gotta look at exactly the planes you're talking about, it's hard to know whether we're talking about Planes going into Sikorsky and Bridgeport. Uh, there's a private airport in Oxford, Connecticut, that handles a lot of general aviation, corporate jets. And then, of course, White Plains handles some, um, some pretty big aircraft. And even coming down to Long Island Sound, there's an approach into LaGuardia. So there's a lot going on up there. And here's, here's, let's, let's start at big picture. Big picture, um, you know, as we come out of COVID, and, and if you've been on a plane any time in the last year, you know the people are traveling again. We're seeing record numbers of traveling. That means that the airlines are adding service. Um, Tweed, I'm not sure about. You know, you now have Avella, which is that commercial airline, but to my knowledge, they're doing they're doing you know four, five, six flights a day. But White Plains is certainly getting a lot more traffic, a lot more people as um, uh, aircraft become quieter over time. so um, and, and by the way, let me just add this. Of course I care about it because uh, air travel is regulated by the uh, FAA, the Federal Aviation Administration, and that's a little entity. Um, so, I mean, I think that's the big picture. What we're seeing is a lot more demand for travel, and therefore White Plains in particular, LaGuardia, uh, to a lesser extent, Tweed, Oxford, and Sikorsky are seeing more traffic.
0: So I remember when your predecessor, Chris Shays, was a congressman, and uh, he was very sensitive to a lot of the people in Greenwich. You live in Greenwich, and so it would, I mean, you would be very sensitive to this anyway because Westchester Airport's right in your backyard, and I remember that there was a point in time in which he basically advocated to the FAA that they needed to change the routes in order to decrease noise over neighborhoods, and he was pretty successful in that, and I just would like you, I'm asking you as a constituent, on behalf of many other people that I've been, I've done Facebook posts with this, a lot of people are caring about this, to really take a look. I i, I think a lot of it is Tweed, but I could be wrong. Maybe they are flying out over Long Island Sound, but there is there's just a noticeable increase in noise. They're just coming in more and more and more, and I wonder if alternative routes can be explored because he was able yeah. to change something, and it got better for a while.
2: Yeah, my, my guess is that over time, um, now, and now we're talking 15 years ago, yep. um, um, 15 years ago, 20 years ago, the FAA mandated that all aircraft migrate to a much quieter turbofan engine. Um, and so aircraft are a lot quieter than they were when, when you and I were kids. Uh, and that really affects um, takeoff and landings, which, of course, is what you hear. Um, if you're anywhere near White Plains Airport, um, uh, what you're hearing is landings and take, takeoffs. So my guess is that a lot of it is to say with, with the change in technology, um, even as the volume of planes has gone up. But let me, let me offer a couple of things that we might do. Um, no, two things, two big things. Um, we are working at the federal level on the implementation of what's known as next-gen uh, um, uh, navigation, and basically what that does, it's, it's, it's remarkable when you learn this, our aircraft actually aren't using as their key navigation standard GPS, which is what we use in our cars, what the military uses to navigate their uh, their platforms, um, you know, they're still using a more antiquated system that requires them to stay in alleyways, basically alleyways, think of alleyways in the sky. Next gen, which I think will be implemented in the next couple of years, will allow for a lot more point-to-point uh, rather than using alleyways, uh, uh, a lot uh, more point-to-point navigation. That will have the effect of spreading out noise. So you're not gonna. You probably experience this at home. These alleyways where planes on approach come yes. down. You know, looking exactly like they're flying the same route. Number yes. one. Um, number okay. two. Um, white planes. And I'm, I, I Why do I focus on white planes? Because of all the airports we've been talking about, it has you know far more traffic. Um, you know, Tweed is not really a high-traffic airport yet. Um, by the way, we should talk a little bit more about Sikorsky because there's a long-term project to get Sikorsky up and running uh, for commercial air travel. But, wow. um, you know, White Plains has never um, – they don't have any mandatory uh, no-fly times. They have a voluntary between – and I may get this wrong, but it's basically at midnight to 6 a.m. There's a voluntary no-fly, um, but – we would get into a hell of a fight because, remember, people, general aviation, the folks keep their corporate jets there, the airlines would fight us on this. But some airports do have mandatory restrictions that say you can't land between midnight and 6 a.m. So that's yeah. another door yeah. that we could yeah. open.
0: Okay. This is good to know. And what's going on with Sikorsky? Because the focus that we've had is mostly on who owns it. There've been skirmishes, Bridgeport, a lot of, you know, there's been like a lot of back and forth about buying it, selling it, who's going to own it, what authority is going to manage it. What's happening big picture?
2: Yeah. And, you know,
0: Wait, you're going out, uh, Congressman. Stratford. Congressman, you got to repeat that. You just went out for a bit. Got to repeat. Oh, that. I'm
2: sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, so this is particularly important to the people of Stratford because it, starting out with weird things, the, the the Bridgeport owned Sikorsky Airport is actually in the town of Stratford. Um, and so, as you might imagine, Stratford gets pretty uh, fired up about, about any possibility of increased traffic. Um, here's what I say to those folks don't worry. There's nothing that's going to sort of dramatically increase traffic in the next, let's call it five years. But um, what is The city of Bridgeport has been managing that airport. It's largely been, you know, little prop planes, general aviation going in there, no commercial aviation, uh, you know, pretty, pretty low.
0: Oops, he went out again. Yeah. I oh, don't know I'm, where I'm you I'm are sorry. today. Congressman, where are you? It's really you're going out quite a bit. Where are yeah, you? I'm not?
2: sorry. I'm at I'm, I'm actually at home. So that's a, that, that, that may be a problem. <laughs>
0: Isn't it funny um, that 40 years ago our telephone communication was actually better than it is today? I'm just <laughs> really Well, you true. know, the
2: power went out in my neighborhood last night, so I can't use my landline. Something's oh. with my phone. But uh, you still don't have technology. power.
0: You mean it's still um, off? Yeah, it was
2: only about half an hour the power was out. But yeah, as you might imagine on an eighty five degree night, it was pretty unpleasant for yeah, a
0: while. <laughs> I bet. I um, bet. All right, just
2: well, keep going. Up on Sikorsky. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not nothing's gonna happen in the next five years or so, but you know, there are airlines that are interested in doing commercial aviation. Why? Because think about the purchasing power um, that is that is around uh, Bridgeport Airport. There, you know, if you could do a, a Bridgeport to Miami run, which is kind of what Avello Airlines is doing out of uh, out of New Haven Airport, Tweed, um, you'd have a big population that would say, "Hey, I'd rather do go up there than go to LaGuardia." So, but anyway, the key thing to hear there is that nothing's probably not nothing happened for the next five years or so. The city of Bridgeport still runs that airport. They're trying to trans, um, They're trying to transfer uh, the operating control of the airport to the Connecticut Aviation Authority. But again, that's going to be a long a long gone out process with lots of opportunity for public input.
0: I just want to speak up and say, we don't need two hubs. If we have new Haven and that's what it is and we're going to manage it, then that's what it is. We don't need new Haven and Bridgeport. It's not worth the quality of life, you know, for the amount of times and I'm a pretty frequent traveler. I'm not like you, but I'm, I'm on a plane every three to four weeks. And um, I, and, and the question becomes for my convenience, However much it is, and I'm a more frequent traveler than the average human, versus every single day the consequence of this noise, every single day. It's not fair. It's not fair to people. It's not. Because the overwhelming majority of people are not frequent travelers, and those who are frequent travelers have to make a decision and get in a car and get to where they need to go. It's not. It's just yeah. It's not fair. And, uh, and you know, I don't know if you've been reading, but in the New York Times, they've been publishing this whole series on noise and how noise – affects us in ways that you and I probably had no idea. It affects our heart rate. It affects, they're doing all these studies that show that intermittent noise as opposed to constant forever noise is just as harmful to people over time for their heart rate um, and their and their health of their circulatory system as it is to have a constant din. It, we're just not hardwired for all this noise all the time. And I'm very sensitive to it because I grew up in the shadow of JFK. I grew up on the south shore of Long Island. I worked for TWA for four years and um, it was I loved it. But, um, but I remember so many, so many classrooms, so many times in our day where we would have to stop and we couldn't talk to each other because of that din. And, I, and I'm traumatized by that noise. So I'm very sensitive to it. Congressman.
2: Yeah, I hear you, I hear you. And I did read those reports. Yeah, no, it's really disturbing the effects on mental health. By the way, I know this is off topic for what you want to talk about, but you know what you know what kills me and and, and we're gonna be talking more about this because communities are starting to wake up to it. Um you and I both know that, you know, beautiful fall morning, Saturday, you take your cup of coffee out onto the deck or into the backyard, and all of a sudden you're at the Indianapolis motor speedway yes, with the are. leaf blowers. Yes, oh you my are. god. I mean we pay for quality of life to live out here, very very expensive and i i I can't tell you the number of you know weekends that are absolutely ruined by ruined. Uh, and, and 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 by the way, it's not just the noise um those things put an immense amount of you know small particulate matter into the air. turns out they're huge carbon footprints these little two cycle engines have yep. huge carbon footprint, so I know it's not what you wanted to talk about today are you kidding are doing some
0: Congressman, we've been talking (laughs) about gas-powered leaf blowers on this show for, what, 10 years? And uh, Westport, you know I live in Westport, and they copied Larchmont after a lot of Sturm and Drang in the RTM, and we've now restricted them. This year is the first restriction somewhat. Next year, much more so. You won't be able to use them in Westport pretty soon. Won't be able to have them. We're, we're, We're moving. And Greenwich tried, and your public health department really I think did a very poor uh, decision making on this, but quiet, quiet streets or quiet, whatever it is, quiet something in Greenwich is going to come back, I'm sure, and fight the good fight. Uh, they're very bad, and they're bad for the people that operate them. You know, they're, oh they're God, bad yeah. for everybody. <laughs> they're terrible. Yeah.
2: No, I, I couldn't agree with you more. And by the way, we're going to win this one one way or the other because, as you say, municipalities are, are more regulating them. But also, um, there's now electric technology, which is almost as good. And the electric technology doesn't deal with you know the particulate matter that we all get to breathe, and certainly the operators end up breathing. But they're a lot quieter. I personally, and mind you, I have a small lawn. But I'm, I'm, here's, the, here's a member of Congress from the 19th century speaking up. I like raking my leaves. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> you know, so. I know what you mean. And I, and I do No Mo May, so I don't hear anything on my property for an entire month. So we're part of the yeah. No Mo May movement. It's my third year doing it. I have, a lo- I have a hummingbird. I have all kind of beautiful creatures on my property that I never had before. And then I don't do every week anymore. We've been educated by all these experts, congressmen, and we do every other yeah. week now. And the lawn is just as happy. Who cares? My husband is just as happy. Yep. He's paying half. So it's all good. And we're, we're, yep. we're, we're going back to nature a bit. But those lawn power leaf mowers are, they're terrible. And when my daughter was getting married in the middle of COVID, August 2020, I, and she was getting married in our backyard, because why else for the 20 people that were there? But we had a tent and a beautiful event for the 25 people that we were, um, I went around to my entire neighborhood, back, front, side, side, with chocolates for all of these strangers that I didn't know, basically as a nice bribe. And I pled with them to please not have any lawnmowers on that Sunday afternoon. And (laughs) I'm serious because I knew that that would ruin the wedding. And I got lucky because it turned out my across the street neighbor, when I knocked on his door, he said, I'm so glad you came here. I, they were supposed to come on Sunday. I promise I'll cancel it now that I know you're having the wedding. And oh, otherwise, it would have been ruined.
2: Yeah. <laughs> by By the way, uh, we don't have time now, but, you know, the world is moving in some really interesting directions in this regard, right? You know, I I get it. I grew up with a lawn. I was a kid who kicked the soccer ball and threw the baseball in the backyard on the lawn and stuff. But I'm getting week, I'm getting daily uh, uh, emails from Aquarian telling me that we're in a big drought. Mm-hmm. Lawns use a huge amount of water. You put pesticides and herbicides because people want these emerald green lawns. Guess where that stuff goes? It goes in the Long Island Sound, which gets into the shellfish that you eat every day or the fish that you eat every day. Um, and, you know, it's enormously expensive. And, and there's some really exciting stuff happening out there where people are doing landscaping with native meadow grasses
3: and That's stuff. That's right. And,
2: you know not only are you not dumping poison onto your own lawn and into the into the long island south ultimately. Um, it's really beautiful, but you're helping bees, you're helping birds, you're really helping the ecosystem. And some of this stuff looks beautiful. And speaking as the guy who pushes the lawnmower around the backyard on a on a overheated Sunday, it's a lot less upkeep for you. So a lot less. I'm, upkeep. I'm super excited about that.
0: Me too. There was a big article in yesterday's front page of the business section of the Times about how commercial office parks are moving to meadows fantastic that. stuff That's going great. on you yeah. saw that all right we've got yeah. sam who's been quietly holding from east haven sam would you like to talk to congressman jim himes go ahead please
3: Ah, uh, good morning everyone nice show lisa thank you uh thank you for bringing up the issue on tweet airport i live about a block and a half from the terminal mm. and been an east haven resident for 55 years but our quality of life is slowly changing now um when the planes do take off and they head over the sound we have about an 8 second warm up at the end of the runway okay can you live with 8 seconds of course we can but sometimes the traffic controllers keep them warming up longer and you can smell the fumes in our yard and it's very disturbing for all of us and when they head north the planes take right over the and take off right over the houses it's dangerous, but I don't know what we're going to be able to do about it. I know they have plans. They want to build a terminal in East Haven, but no one tells you that terminal will be built on wetlands, so they have to build it up on pilings, and that does not it makes no sense to me to do that. And then the East Haven residents will be responsible to increase the fire department, the police department, public works. So that's all going to cost us a lot of money in the long run. And I'm wondering if anybody looks into Bradley and the flights out of Bradley that go to the same destinations that leave from Tweed. So it's almost like double dipping going to the same destinations. Seems kind of crazy this time. But I'm happy you bring up the issue. And hopefully somewhere down the line, we could all reach an agreement and have a good quality of life there in the town of East Haven.
0: Thank you, Sam. Any thoughts on that,
3: Congressman?
2: Yeah, no, I appreciate Sam's concerns. Um, I, I, I wish I could tell you I was smart on all the issues he raises. Um, you know, Tweed Airport in New Haven is about 30 miles outside of my congressional district, so I don't follow it closely. But um, I, I, would, I would just urge Sam, um, he has a very, very powerful voice on this issue, representing him. Senator Martin Looney, who is the president of the Connecticut State Senate, represents uh, the city of New Haven and has uh, been very, very close to the development of the uh, Tweed Airport. And uh, I know enough about politics to know that Senator Looney has that his his word is <laughs> is a, he carries a big stick around Hartford. So I would encourage Sam and his neighbors to make sure he's in touch with uh, Senator Looney because he's um, uh, he's not just a random run of the mill politician. He's uh, president of the Senate. He can get a lot done. OK, that's a good thought. Thank you. Yeah.
0: New What's happening is very locally, New Haven and East Haven are sort of trying to, you know, take the puck to the other side of the hockey rink. And I think New Haven is trying to pawn off a lot of the emerging development on East Haven so that New Haven residents can take advantage of Tweed, but not necessarily have the deleterious effects in their own very, very backyard. So I think it's a a real tough one. Congressman, it's 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 shaping up to be very very localized local politics, but with a statewide footprint. You know, it's um yeah, it's a toughie. So, uh, Congressman, how old are your girls now? Are they in college? Catch me up. What's happening with your family? Where are you oh, in the Lord, parenting life?
2: They are twenty four and twenty one. So I'm just feeling so old. One one is out of college. The other one is uh, between her sophomore and junior year. She took a gap year during the COVID nightmare. That's cool. so. Yeah, I'm I'm feeling old.
0: Yeah. Well, when your youngest goes out of college, it's like a it's it's something else. It's different. You know, you you sort of yeah. realize, you're you know you're, you're stepping up to a different stage. You know what I mean? You're stepping up. I know.
2: Yep. Yep. Yeah, I haven't had to go through the wedding you talked about yet. I don't know how I'm going to handle that.
0: <laughs> well, you know, no rush. This, listen, she found the right guy at the right time, and that's all that. That's everything, right? So that's yeah. what it. That's what matters. She thanks me a lot, yeah. Joanna. She always says to me, "Mom, you did good. You never, you never rushed me. You never pressured <laughs> me." And I don't. I don't want to pressure her because I only want it to be the right choice. I don't want it to be the wrong yep. choice. You know, I hate to do this,
2: but I got to run to a meeting. But let's um, let's talk a little bit more about landscaping options, you know, that are less noise, less poison, more friendly. Uh, it's not it's not as a federal as a federal guy. It's not in my you know, not in my day to day stuff. But we could you know, I just think that it's a, a win win. So we'll talk more about that down the road.
0: We will. It's my absolute favorite topic. It's my literally my favorite thing to talk about. Congressman Jim Himes, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Have a wonderful summer. We'll have you back soon.
2: Thank you, Lisa.
0: Pleasure. We'll be right back with more of the Lisa Wexler Show on a summer Friday.
1: Hold up. What was that?